Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Jenna Zins, Kelly Yarmish, and Trisha Casson. And you're listening to Alive for More, and we're going to begin in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you have given us so many people in our lives to lead us closer to your heart. Help us by your grace to be truly thankful in the ways that you have taught us through those who have inspired us to follow your will. And we ask this all through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, this topic that we're going to talk about, you know, Catholic leaders, those people have inspired us, led us, and, you know, not trying to toot my own horn in a sense, but in my role as a priest, I I think I fall in that definition, at least beep, in beep. some. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Trisha. You're welcome. Uh, it, tooting my horn, Kelly. That's oh, what that was. <laughs> Kelly was looking very oh, confused. God. Yeah. So. Why is she beeping? I don't. <laughs> I should hope that every ordained man sees himself as a Catholic leader. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, we are in a lot a of, fair trouble. of trouble. Yeah. A yeah. lot of trouble. But... Become what you are. And living yeah. their lives worthy of that call. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. a call. Yeah. It's a call. It doesn't come from us. It's a yeah. call from God. But you know, just kind of opening this up. I know there's been. I would say almost hundreds, if not like thousands in the distance sort of way of people who, you know, inspire me, you know, Mm -hmm. saying, all right, I can be better, you know, especially if I read the lives of a saint, you know, Mm -hmm. just, oh, wow, I, I needed to do better. I mean, I can lead a better holy life or more concretely, you know, in my own parents or in my teachers. So, you know, well, I Catholic mean, leaders. you really think about the great command from our Lord is to go and make disciples. Mm-hmm. Right. So really, every baptized person is a leader, is a really? Christian mm-hmm. leader. I mean, you think yeah. about what we're asked to do. It's not. Go and do your best. Just whatever. Be kind. Do you know? Right. <laughs> Literally make disciples. That's our. So we're all leading somehow. And right? I think that's, I mean, one of the most um, poisonous things that I've heard someone say to me sometimes, and I hear this off and on, and I, you know, you try to gently correct it, but, you know, it's, oh, no, I'm just responsible for my soul, mm. not someone mm. else's, just mine. I don't have to worry about them. Yeah. You know, just like that whole turn of phrase of, Am I my brother's keeper? Mm-hmm. And I think yes, yes, yes. <laughs> For those listening who are confused, the answer yes. is yes. Yes, I am my well, brother's you, keeper. You are your brother's brother. Is yeah. maybe even a better. Yeah. You know, I think the person who maybe says I'm responsible for my own soul, you have to be gentle with them. I think they could be coming from the perspective of, you know, it's not our job to take on the weight of the world on our shoulders. In the sense of, I am not Jesus Christ, and I am not anybody's savior. I still have a call and a responsibility to spread the love of Christ, but it's not something that, I don't know, should well, break but my I back. Think that, I mean, I think that's part of the conversation because even the word leader can get a little, we're going to definitions since Father Nick loves that I, so much. Thank you, <laughs> Very Jenna. Linear. I love yeah, definitions. Yeah, I mean, you think about people who have led you in your life. Sometimes it's just people who were always nice to me. I'm mm. sorry, but that counts as leadership you know, and especially making disciples. I mean, mm-hmm. for somebody to actually get my heart open to what Jesus Christ has to say, that's a part of it. I would say, and when I think about my adult life, and I don't mean to sound cliche, but honestly, in my adult life, who has 
led me to my faith more, who has led me into relationship with Christ. And I will say my patients as an oncology nurse and a labor and delivery nurse, my patients have drawn me in and encouraged me to talk to Jesus more, know more about him. And when I think about why, I think it's a vulnerability. Mm. I think mm-hmm. um, vulnerability with another person is a, in a way a leadership. I mean, because it's being authentic and real. But what does it take, Trisha, to be vulnerable to somebody? You know, it- Yeah, I mean, well, I think I'm blessed to be a nurse. And so I guess in my eyes, when I speak of vulnerability, you know, I'm bathing somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. helping them go to the bathroom. I think there's a natural vulnerability in that. But also, I, so in a physical sense, yeah, just like depending on somebody. Mm-hmm. But in an emotional sense, vulnerability is, I think, you know, in the same way, depending on somebody but not not depending. I don't know. Someone help me. I think vulnerability is almost an openness to the unknown. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't yeah. it? Open. Emotionally, so emotionally and physically. Isn't that what it is? Is really actually being brave enough but does to it reveal t- yourself, to reveal a part of yourself, whether again, physical or emotional to someone and risking their response. But I think it also takes trust. Yeah, absolutely. A trust to say, all right. I'm going to do this. So to be a leader, one needs to be trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And in order to have someone that is leading us, we have to trust them. They have, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, something my dad always taught me is that respect is always given. Trust needs to be earned. Trust Mm -hmm. needs to be demonstrated. You know, you respect everybody, but your trust is, is a precious commodity. And so, um, you know, the Catholic leaders that we have, we trust them that they yes. are actually authentically leading us to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of an indictment against me of being being trustworthy. Am I being holy enough to lead people to Christ? And I think that's a step we skip when we're mm-hmm. trying to lead people spiritually, whether it's because we've been assigned on a retreat, a certain mm-hmm. role, or because our neighbor we have decided is a huge sinner and they really need our influence. I think, you know oh, what wow. I mean? I'm just trying to picture scenarios where we might assign ourselves the title of leader. Mm-hmm. And I think the step that we skip is can be trust. And I think we don't it, build that relationship. We don't take the patience or the time to, to actually reveal to establish. somebody, hey, I'm here for you and I'm not going to attack you. Right. And that's, um, I can tell a story about this. I remember one time I went to a concert once. and What concert, Father? I don't remember. It was a New Year's <laughs> Eve concert <laughs> at some point at like, uh, downtown Columbus. It was a rock concert. Okay. It was just, that's I had some free tickets. For. It's not like the symphony. <laughs> yeah, not like a symphony. It was a rock concert at a at a bars for a New yeah. Year's Eve, and actually, I had the, I had the evening off. I was able to celebrate. My family's were all out of town, so I had I was just like, well, I have these free tickets. I'm going to go. Just so happens, met one of um, our high school classmates there to protect the guilty. I'm not going to name names, but mm-hmm. you know, sure. met with them, and they had their own friends with them, and I just naturally kind of piled around with them. And one of the members of this friend group, you know, eventually asks the question, "What do you do for a living?" And, you know, I'm always tempted to say, oh, I'm retired. I'm I'm independently wealthy. Um, I have all the treasure in the world. I don't need anything else. But, you know, because when I said, oh, I'm a priest, you know, they start defending their life choices to Mm -hmm. me. And I'm saying Mm -hmm. that and Mm -hmm. I had to stop them and say, listen, you know, yeah, if that's the decisions you want to make, fine, that's. Those that's your life. I cannot control your life. Now, if you are telling me these things because you're not happy and you're trusting me to be able to comment Respond, on yeah. that, then we have a conversation. Otherwise, God bless you. Yeah. Keep making your decisions. Like, I don't think you're going to be happy, but 
what does it matter what I think if you don't trust me to actually mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? How did they respond to that, Father? Did you actually say that to them or were yeah. you kind of... No, I, I said that to them and how they responded was, oh, uh, so I, I, I don't have to defend myself to you? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I really, if that's how you want to live your life. Now, are you asking me if you're happy? Well, are you happy? And he actually honestly said, no, I'm not happy mm-hmm. and maybe I should talk to you. And I'm like, seriously anytime but that's, he never did wow. but yeah. but wow. that's that's a thing you is, never know though but that's that's the whole conversation it takes trust you know mm-hmm. people want to defend themselves and um and all that kind of stuff and we're kind of getting off track here but catholic leadership takes that trust so mm-hmm. who are some of the people that you guys have trusted in your life you know do you want to go down to specifics i mean i can name a few i can start or did you guys have you know, people that you've trusted to lead and what were the quality, you don't mm-hmm. name names, but the qualities that allowed you to trust them. Mm-hmm. I can think about the different ways that people influenced me. When I was young, I think I needed the leadership of a Catholic mother who was raising children without a Catholic father. You know, mm-hmm. my dad is um, a Methodist mm-hmm. and a non-practicing Christian. And so you think about the leadership I needed then was do this, do this, say this, go here. Right. And like Mm -hmm. that counted and that was good. And it was a worthy pursuit of my mom. But then I, you know, when I think about as I transitioned as an adult, like having a conversion and really moving towards relationship with Jesus, I needed people who were gentle and who were encouraging. And so like the men and women of my life at that point were very much, hey, yeah, cry it all out. Ask Mm -hmm. all the, ask all the questions you want. I might not answer them. But I'm I'm here and I'm listening, and I need mm. and that, those were the leaders in those moments. And now, you know, on the other side of that experience, the leaders in my life are the ones who say, "Hey, get your crap together." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the leaders who say, "Like, girl, you're worthy of more. Like, mm-hmm. let's work together to like help you fight some of your demons." And so I can I can just picture different ways people led me in my life. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. You know, I when I think of me, my parents, of course, but um. After my parents who led me in my faith, I think of Sister Lewis Mary. Mm, it, you mm-hmm. know, I was in first grade and I was being taught at a Catholic school by a religious sister. And I think just the idea of having a teacher who was a wonderful woman, I mean, gentle and kind. Um, but just knowing, you know, she, I think she told us like, Jesus, like I'm married to Jesus or I knew she mm. was close to Jesus. And so then I'm like, oh, then he must be real. Did Do you know we, what I mean? Like same, was, we had the same teacher. Was that Sister Nadine or Sister Lewis oh, Mary? Oh, Sister Nadine. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Sister Lewis Mary was the music yeah. teacher. No, 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 no. Sister Lewis Mary was in charge of like, also, she was still yeah. part of our lives, but Sister yeah, Nadine was our first grade teacher. Yeah, I think we had three sisters. At, yeah. At, we had Sister uh, Mary Cecil, Sister Lewis Mary, and Sister yeah. Nadine. But yeah. sorry, I had Anyways, to jump in because we had the sorry, same teacher. I'm sorry, it is Sister Nadine, <laughs> who I also love and respect, who's doing so much in the world for human trafficking. But um, yeah, I just... To stop human trafficking. Yeah, to stop. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. She's changing the world. Yes. <laughs> in a good way. Yes, yeah. in a good way. Good leader. She's still influencing. But um leading in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> um I I think it was just the idea that they had a relationship with Jesus and us being, you know, seven years old, knowing that someone lived their life in relationship with Jesus and didn't have a husband and kids. Like I remember talking to them or talking to Sister Nadine, I like couldn't believe she didn't have kids. You know, I, just because my mom had kids, so every woman mm-hmm. must mm-hmm. have kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but learning that, no, like her relationship was, was with Christ is like, oh, then you must be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like easy. Uh, so yeah. just, I think I'm, when you're a kid, I've heard Jesus is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was just the presence of religious was really influential to me as a child. And that's why I, I mean, I. 
I just see such value in the presence of religious in the church. I think that even just their being is mm-hmm. influential. Mm-hmm. They don't really have to say anything. Well, I'll take the hint, Trisha. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a principal listening. <laughs> um, my parents were and remain a strong influence for me. I am a cradle Catholic. Both of my parents have always practiced. We It was a no-brainer. It was not, are we going to Mass this Sunday? It was okay, are we going to the 8, the 10, the 12, or the 4.30? Mm-hmm. You know, like it was mm-hmm. just, and of course, the answer was all of them in yeah. various cars and shifts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I, and I'm one of five. We are not all exactly the same in the way that we live our faith or even in all necessarily what we believe. Um, sure. But my parents did put forth a very strong example Um they had books that had answers in them, you know, so we had resources even. Um, And so when I started going to camp at a non-Catholic Christian camp, and I am not taking this where you might expect, um, Mm -hmm. I met a lot more of some of my greatest foundational influences for my Mm -hmm. faith. I was kind of the lone ranger it, you know, in a, in a lot of, non-Catholic Christian settings as the Catholic kid. Um, and so I was really fortunate. I, I'm not sure how things would have played out if my mom didn't have an apologetics book that I could call yeah. her and be like, uh, what does it say about praying the statues? Because I know we don't do that. Like, <laughs> like, like, how do I explain Give that? me some language. Right, yeah. Yeah. right, right. And I'm like nine, you know, and um, but but so the, the combination was really important to, to me. I had you know, Protestant brothers and sisters who were teaching me to memorize scripture, which was huge mm-hmm. and remains mm-hmm. huge. Um, and putting me in touch with this person, Jesus Christ and evangelizing and catechizing. And then I had all the riches and resources of this Catholic faith that we treasure to grow on that, expand on that, go so much deeper. Um, so actually my Catholic faith was the foundation was largely laid by our Protestant brothers yeah. and sisters yeah. unwittingly. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's, you were being vulnerable with them and were able to receive inspiration to live out your faith even more, to grow in faith. Um, I, I think that we each have different people that we were, you know, just kind of recapping what we've been mm-hmm. talking about. You know, we've been vulnerable with, we've trusted them, and then they've inspired us to seek um, out further sort of, mm-hmm. you know, to experiences go there, yeah. to go from there. And just as a reminder, you're listening to a live for more on St. Gabriel Catholic radio. Remember you can listen to us Saturdays at 7 a.m. Sundays at 3:30 PM or online on demand at St. Gabriel My name is father Nick Ventura and I'm joined in the studio by Jenna Zins, Kelly Yarmish and Trisha Cass. And we're talking about Catholic leadership, you know, those people in our lives who have inspired us to grow in faith. And I guess the last person who hasn't really talked, I did talk, about like what it means, you know, that vulnerability that, you know, asking the questions. But in my own life, you know, of course, like similar to Trisha and similar to many of you, my parents, you know, they had a critical role in inspiring, Mm -hmm. you know, my decisions uh, for growing in the faith. But, you know, the role of, you know, priests, different priests and the scene that, you know, and I guess I kind of inspired my own, that own calling in my Mm -hmm. life for uh, priesthood, you know, 
the pastors that I had growing up, you know, were very, they each had their own insight yeah. on what it meant to live a joyful life. I remember Father Dennis Kagozi. I don't mm-hmm. know if any, he's the pastor at Resurrection Parish in New Albany right now, but he was the associate for Father Nick and I when we were in elementary school. Now, like second through fourth grade. Yeah. Um, and he would bring his piano to our lunch, like during lunch. Some, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he would play his going. keyboard and like just dance at when we were at Are lunch. You serious? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. so fun. You know, just to see this young priest. And if anyone knows Father Dennis, he just exudes joyfulness. Joy. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, we also, and our pastor growing up, Father Donald Franks, I mean, you know, now I get to call him a, a brother priest, which mm-hmm. is, it was a little weird at first to like, <laughs> call him by his first name as yeah. a priest and he was like no you do that we're, we're brothers now and just like that whole <laughs> like I, I, yeah. it was weird but anyways but just that you know leadership in in joy or you know i know in seminary there were priests who inspired me to you know okay this is what it means to authentically live out priestly holiness mm-hmm. now it's not all just priests i also have other family members who don't necessarily practice the faith who inspire make good decisions still treat, influence you. Yeah, yeah treat other people well you know treat people with dignity i mean uh, i've learned from my cousins to never insult somebody even if you're mad at them not to like call them an idiot or Be something a reactionary. Yeah, yeah just like okay you're mad at them from choosing a choice but you can still say all right hey you're still another living human being there's still a person on the other side on the other side of that phone call on the other mm-hmm. side of that email mm-hmm. um so you know there are all sorts of different influences that we can have in our life. I think it's important to know, especially, you know, as listeners are driving or <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, faithful people. I would just like to pause to say that I think it is a reasonable expectation that Catholic men who are ordained priests become vigilant, kind, compassionate and holy leaders. And so I think as we've noticed in the last year, at least in the United States, that we need to pray for our church and pray for these men who are responding to this call because it's really hard to be that kind of a leader, but it's also really possible. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think the church is relying on these men to be really good fathers, really, really good fathers. And I think we owe them our prayers and we owe them our support. Just mm-hmm. FYI. Oh, well, thank, <laughs> thank you, you, Jenna. That, I mean, <laughs> it is, it's also, it's good for us to hear that that, you know, not saying to be needed, but having that, that, hearing that saying, hey, you're needed is almost an inspiration in itself. Like, okay, people I are mean, depending even on most me. most visibly, you are the one who comments on the life of Christ once a week to hundreds of people. Wow. One tiny place, your words have so much impact. And so then imagine what that means in the rest of your lived life. And so, and I think we just, we've seen the breakdown of that leadership in this country and we're seeing the repercussions of it and it is devastating and it is ugly, but not without redemption and mm-hmm. not without hope. And father, I like just the little, I know you, the way that you live your life and pursue your own personal holiness. Our diocese is blessed to have you and know of my continued prayers oh. for you. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that right now. I'm, I'm in the southern half of Ohio, so it's yeah. always nice to come back up to Columbus to yeah. do these recording <laughs> things. So I, I do thank you for your prayers. We yeah. do need it down south. Um, one of the beautiful things about Catholic leadership, too, is that it is always a calling. No one takes it upon themselves by their own will. It is always by the will of the Father who says, I am placing you at this point in this person's life. Um, so like none I of invite the, you, I invite yeah. you to be a, it's an invitation. You know, none of the people who I admire or who inspired me 
never came up to me and said, I'm going to inspire you. I'm your mentor. Right. <laughs> I will fix you. I've chosen you. In fact, any, <laughs> anytime anybody ever said that to me, I immediately put them on the, you're not mentoring yeah, I list. I have to yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to listen to you now. Yeah, right. So, I mean, and, and I, I think let's comment on that. Like, people who, you know, maybe the negative impact of, you know... Uh, I, I don't want not necessarily in the church as a whole, but in our own lives, like when someone tries to say, I'm in charge, you know, how that makes us feel or, you yeah. know, kind of I mean, I'll, coping with that. Probably the most intense mentoring is going to come from a well-developed relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we can all, you know, I mean, I've seen Matthew Kelly speak like two times and I can say like there's a long lasting effect in the way he does his ministry. If we can get two more people to be disciples you know and right. so like Beyond is us. he a mentor to me in that way do i take that and do i use it in my work and in my ministry absolutely mm-hmm. but i would say the most intense mentors for me again have been somebody who's walked with me in my personal ugly and called me back out of it mm-hmm. you know I, I think that's an excellent point there has to be a relationship you know i mean i, I think kind of going back earlier in the conversation when you said like nate if you see like your neighbor falling into sin and you don't have a relationship with them you calling them out isn't going to do a, weird. a, a, <laughs> a thing. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. you haven't, because you have not been willing to give them the, the attention and the love that is prerequisite for doing yeah. that. There's something about scripture about that. Like they, you know, they bind weights that they do not carry themselves and they do not, they lift no finger to, I mean, Jesus was talking about the Pharisees, you know, if when we judge somebody who we don't accompany, mm-hmm. we're just saying, oh, you need to carry all this and I'm not going to help you mm-hmm. at all, um, which which is what it comes across as if we don't have a relationship, we're saying this and all that. So ask, you know, so so we can ask ourselves, why am I interacting with this person? Why am I asking this question? Is it because I love this person or is it because they are my project? Mm, that's a great point. Ooh, yeah. I mean, we like mm. projects. Do though. I get to pat myself on the back for turning another soul around? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> yeah, we have to avoid that attitude, right? Sure. And just like have that humility to take a step back and be like, "Why am I doing this?" If they don't make the decision that I'm hoping they will make, how am I going to respond? Mm-hmm. Am I okay mm-hmm. with that? Am I going to love them anyway? Or if my project fails, do I just move on and discard them? Because mm-hmm. I do think we have a sense when we are someone's project you know right, I, yeah. I think and oh yeah you know you have a sense that i don't this person's really trying harder at it. um but i think it's important to mention i i know in my life and i'm sure almost probably any practicing christian or catholic um has had a mentor who's led them in the faith who is no longer practicing the faith you oh, know yeah. what happens then when your camp counselor or mentor or priest yeah. or whoever it is um isn't practicing anymore or has hurt you, you know, what do we do? A good mentor, a good leader makes themselves ultimately more or less in this capacity irrelevant. Yeah. So if my brother was a youth minister for nine years um, at the same parish, and that was something that I learned from him because his, something that was a, a priority of his was if I disappear, you know, if I die or if I changed parishes, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. And he didn't, but like, (laughs) will they keep coming? Mm -hmm. So is this a cult of the youth minister? Yeah. Or am I drawing these people, connecting them to the person of Jesus Christ who is never going anywhere? 
I mean, that was the first line in, in a new assignment in my homily is like they, they people come up to me, oh, I'm coming to this parish now because you're different than the other guy. And I told them like, well, first of all, I'm going to disappoint you. Second of all, you shouldn't be coming or leaving because of me. You should be coming or leaving because of Jesus Christ. And I even say the leaving part because sometimes, you know, Christ's demands we can reject them Mm -hmm. and we should be rejecting them authentically, authentically being authentic with it. And, and it's not to say it's not difficult or confusing. Trisha's point Mm -hmm. when you've had somebody, I mean, your foundation is rocked. We had, that can be crushing, right? A mother, I know her child like challenged her on the teaching of the tooth fairy and Santa Claus and the Easter bunny and followed up with, well, what about the Trinity? Oh, wow. Mm. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, what an intelligent child, though. I mean, <laughs> I know. And so, it, like, we have there are so many things we can come to believe just based on what someone else is telling us. So, yeah. our foundation can be rocked. Mm-hmm. That's if, human. You know, yeah. If somebody leading you makes a choice you're confused about, or, so yeah, it, it's like we want to lead people to Jesus, of course, but we all probably do have that experience of being let down. I'm wondering if. So I wrote down in my notes when I was when we were talking about what this show would be like, I wrote down one name of somebody who I think is a voice, a strong voice in the church today. Um, and I wondered if you guys could throw out any names that you have been like, you, yes, <laughs> make me your project. Or, oh. or, um, <laughs> or, or mm. you know, I wonder what so-and-so says about this because he's pretty much always right you know or whatever mm-hmm. somebody who you really look to and i wrote down bishop robert Barron. yeah, yeah. that I feel is like he's super smart and like feet are on the ground eyes are on christ does anybody else have any i i, mean, I don't know for our listeners to google yeah or you know whatever. um father ricardo's show whenever i listen to father ricardo i feel like he um just has a passion for the lord that is contagious mm-hmm. and the way that he explains our faith is very comprehensible so I'd say that, yeah, that I don't know what his show is called, Father Ricardo's show. I know um, it plays on, on the mornings on St. Gabriel, Christ yeah. is the answer. It plays at 4 yeah. a.m. on yeah. Tuesday mornings. I know that. And then but, even like... Nurse. Well, we just, we just <laughs> saved ourselves because our producer's over here going, you don't know. <laughs> so I'm sure it plays at other times other than 4 a.m. on Tuesdays, but wake up and listen. I mean, yeah. it's great. Yeah. My <laughs> other plug would be Ascension Presents. So if you scroll oh, on yeah. Facebook or on YouTube, like Father Mike, Mike Schmidt's. Schmidt. Um, Jackie Angel and her husband have been doing a lot and they just, they do a great job of teaching the faith, but also kind of giving you real, I don't know, practical tools yeah. for dealing with people as well. No, that, dealing with, <laughs> sorry. Dealing with all that fun. So, no, yeah. And it's beautiful that we have these voices in the thing, but unfortunately this is all the time we have. Jen, would you like to close us in prayer? Sure. I'd love to. In the name of the father and of the son and of the Holy spirit. Amen. Almighty ever and ever living God, we give you praise and thanks Um, For who you are, what you have done, what you continue to do, and what you will do. We offer our lives to you, Lord, and we pray that anyone you want to draw into our sphere of influence, that we don't put up any objections or any walls. And we ask all things through the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, you can listen to us Saturdays at 7 a.m., Sundays at 3.30 p.m., or online on demand at stankyberradio.com. Until next time, God bless. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com.